Kiaratato, this is the blog post from the 20th of August 2020. Understanding the Atua hierarchy, what that means for improving health and wellness. New moon, new kaipapa, new topic to guide our thinking for the next few weeks. That's us. Let's go. <laughs> in previous Atua blog series pieces, we've covered a specific Atua, an elemental force, god or tupuna, ancestor, over the moon cycle, and Uritingangana, the eldest of Tira Atua in the Atua of Light, was the last one I wrote about two moon cycles before last. And to be honest, that wānanga on the bro took me on a journey inward to a place I hadn't been to in a long time. It took me to a place I thought I wouldn't visit again because I assumed I had healed that mamai, that hurt and trauma. Um, yeah, right, put that on a tui billboard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what triggered the storm I referred to in previous posts, but I tell you what, even still, Sitting through the raging thoughts and feels, acknowledging them, letting them haka, letting them go on their way, I feel better and more connected to myself now than I did before the storm. Maybe even better now than how I've felt in the last 16 months. All the way back until my fascination for Uritingangana first went into overdrive in the first place, after my stint at Waipasana. A 10-day silent retreat um, where there's no external stimulation, no talking, no reading, no writing, no eye contact, no nothing. Amongst other insights this 10 days of silence provided me with, it got me stuck on how we can engage with tupuna, with atua, and tap into that connection uh, for optimal health and wellness. For instance, we can go for weeks without food, Days without water and only minutes without air before our body calls a timeout. And that's common knowledge, right? There's nothing new. Now just start to think about the atua associated to those different activities, including but not limited to in the realm of food or nourishment. There's Tuma Tawinga, the atua of war, and also it was him who we can trace the origins of eating back to when he took vengeance back out on his brothers who didn't have his back uh, when he fought Tafri Matea. Then there's Rongomatane, the atua of peace, of cultivated foods such as Kumara, a homiotikitike atua of uncultivated foods. There are others, but those are the ones we have highlighted here in the post at the moment. And then we move into water or hydration. We have Tangaroa and Hinemoana, the atua of the sea and the ocean. Parafenua mea and Maru, the atua of fresh water. And there are others, but that's who we've got at the moment. And then we dive a little bit deeper and we have air or breathing. And we have Tafri Matea, the atua of the winds. And I guess we could chuck in Tane, the atua of the forest, in here too, seeing as trees produce oxygen that allow us to breathe, and also him being the one who brought Hineahuone to life, uh, the first woman, the earth form maiden, and um, with the first exchange of breath. And we could interpret this information in a few ways, but here are the basics of how I ran with this corridor in this knowledge. For starters, this could mean the quality and effectiveness of our breathing or anything breath or air related is super important, perhaps even more important than water or food when it comes to improving our water, our health and our weight, our health and our wellness. But what really got me though was the hierarchy of this sequence in terms of atua seniority or their status or something along those lines. I hope that that's making sense. 
because each iwi, each tribe has their own order or their own sequence of who's older or younger than who, but it's widely agreed across the different iwi that Uritengangana is the eldest born of Ranginui and Papatuanuku of heaven and earth, the primordial parents. And like, cool. <laughs> so what? Like, what does that mean though? How can that apply to our lives today, let alone our health and wellness? Well, we've got a few thought streams converging right now, so let's see if we can combine them all and have something coherent at the end of it. Good luck to you. <laughs> uh, one is seniority amongst the Ratua, from oldest to youngest. Another is our relationship with Atua and how we engage with them through food, through water, through air and the natural environment. And another is how we know Uritengangana is the eldest. So how does how we engage with him affect optimal health and wellness for us because what comes before breath you know because if that's how we're ranking things in terms of food we can go without that for weeks we can only go without water for days um without air or oxygen uh for a few minutes like what comes before that what would ultimately kill us if it were to disappear and if we think of the characteristics that Uritengangana has, he is the atua and also personification of light. Think about it. On earth, we're the exact perfect distance from Tamanui Tera, the sun, for life to be sustained here. Any closer or further away and we'd be over. And guess what? Tamanui Tera is one of Uritengangana's tamariki, one of his children. As is Hina, the moon, and Tefano Marama, the heavenly or the celestial bodies, and all forms of light as we know them today. But expressions of Uritengangana aren't just limited to literal light either. There's a metaphorical, philosophical expression of Uritengangana. There's enlightenment, maramatanga, understanding, hope, faith, joy, happiness, gratitude, compassion, kindness, aspirations, dreams, vision. Those are different expressions or interpretations of light at all different levels. So what does that mean for our haora? Tera pia ko te te mahara. Maybe it's looking into the power of the mind. The thought, the intention, the attention, entering into the subconscious mind and harnessing that limitless, boundless energy source available to us always, if only we'd get out of our own way. Ewa, I don't know, I'm just throwing a few things out there, but we'll be unpacking this hierarchy over the next few weeks and next few months and seeing how it affects our health and wellness, and I'm sure it'll provide some good discussion and reflection along the way. What do you reckon? Tēnā tato. Hana, and there's just a little footnote here referring to trauma in the translation of mamai, and it just means in this context, kupi Māori often have multiple meanings and definitions. And so, really enjoyed this post. This came as a result of getting my energy, getting organized, and hashing out a plan for how I can make the content I share more fluid or have more of a flow to it so that it's building on other pieces of content that I share. Um, but also trying not to just repeat what I say. Um, but so I put a plan together and got to this point where it was the new moon cycle uh, with Fido. And I wanted to just start in this refreshed direction or have a refreshed approach to this direction we were already heading in. And so 
we had finished Uritenganga a few moon cycles ago and I was just reflecting on a few different things and how I was feeling and I referred to it in the post. Um, I tell you what, sitting through the raging thoughts and feels, acknowledging them, letting them haka and letting them go on their way, I feel better and more connected to myself than I did before the storm and maybe even better than how I've felt the last 16 months. And I just want to note in that is that it doesn't mean I've the last 16 months have been terrible or crap. <laughs> um, you know, there's been some really cool moments and I've loved it and I've been grateful for it all. But I can vividly remember when I went to Vipassana, the 10-day silent retreat, when I came out of it, there was this thought that affected me and it's bothered me this whole time. And it's been about Uritingangana, which I refer to again in the post, and how we can go without food for weeks. We can go without water for days. We can go without air for minutes. But because we know Uritingangana is the eldest, what can we go for less time like what would what can't we go without and then seeing as he's the atu and personification of light and that's only just made sense to me right now so for the last 16 months or probably about 14 13 months that thought or that whakapapa sequence <laughs> has bothered me <laughs> for that whole time it's just felt like everything has been moved two millimeters to the left and so everything's been cool, you know, love my life, awesome things, awesome opportunities, um, but there was just something off. And I don't know if you ever experienced that with any ideas that come to mind or any dreams you might have, or maybe it's something someone said. It just felt like something wasn't quite sitting right in me. And this happens quite often, not usually at the scale. <laughs> Um, usually it's just maybe for a few days or even a week and then something clicks or I hear a bit of information that I didn't know was missing and then everything comes together and I can see that fuller picture. But for me, this morning about Uritingangana um, and my fascination about him, like I've asked so many people if they have caught it on him and there's um, very little. So if you're listening to this and you know more, like please, I'd love to wind with you or just yeah, exchange and see what we can come up with. Because I think just in terms of this hierarchy, right, of how we can engage with the different atua at different levels, um, if we learn how to engage with Uritingangana or tap into this and what this can mean, how it can complement our food, our water and hydration and our breathing, um, or even focus on breathing more because it's so automatic we don't have to think about it, um, how we can focus on these different elements, pull them together or weave them together um, to improve our health and wellness individually and as a people as well. And what we also have to keep in mind is that, you know, there's no water without oxygen. Um, there's no kai without the water and the sun and the air. Like, you know, all of these different elements need each other. And so I don't mean to compartmentalize them. But it was just to set the scene or set the context for this post. And so I think this is quite a special moment for me to share this. <laughs> um, because of how much it's affected me over the last um, 14 or 13 to 16 months. Um, and just getting to this point, to this kind of maramatanga of this topic and of myself and how I process different pieces of information as well. 
And so, yeah, really grateful to reach this point where I understand it a little bit better um, and where I have this appreciation for whakapapa at just a whole nother level. And you're probably like, yeah, you say that pretty much every blog post, Hannah. <laughs> but my appreciation and I think gratitude and just everything um, of whakapapa deepens the more I try to explore different whakaaro and the more I sit with them and just engage in different conversations and wānanga to make sense of it all, which helps me make sense of myself. And so, yeah, really, this one has quite a special place in my heart and I hope it has something of value for you in there. And I really like the bottom lines, what comes before the breath. If we know Uritingangana is the eldest and we could according to this sequence, assume, and I really, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but we could assume that Tafiri or Tane are up there, um, but hey, we're not going to get into that, or the Papa police might um, come and get me, but if we think about it, on earth we're the exact perfect distance from the sun, any closer or further away we'd be dead. And with Tamanui Tera being Urutingangana's child, and then Hina, the moon who reflects sunlight, um, also being uh, part of that whānau, and then all of the stars, the heavenly bodies, the planets, the universe, the Milky Way, the galaxy, all of those are different expressions and manifestations of Urutingangana, who is the Atua of light. And there's the literal, physical expressions of him, but then there's also uh, enlightenment or maramatanga, understanding, hope, faith, joy, like all of those different uh, feelings of light or experiences of light. There's compassion, there's kindness, gratitude, dreaming, vision, imagining, all of that creative stuff like those are different expressions of light as well. And so when we think about urutingangana in that way, how might we improve our connection to him or deepen it extend it expand on it and what could that mean for our health and wellness like that's pretty much what I'm trying to get to here and that's the field that I'm so passionate about and that's why I think this has bothered me so much but hey keen to hear if you have any diagnosis <laughs> or if you have any whakaro on that but yeah so feels really special and really grateful that I can share this all and a bit more context to why this is such an important um, kaupapa for me and why it means so much. But keen to hear any feedback or any whakaro you might have at iwi. Uh, as always, stay safe, be loved, I'll catch you on the next one. Hey kona.